It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? It is Monday. Back at it. I took Friday off to do some personal enlightenment i guess which i also did yesterday uh if you know me you might know what those things are but i'm gonna leave it vague as to that so thank you guys for being here my name is rusty diamond uh, if you can see it up here if you're watching along or at the bottom of the screen if you're listening you get to hear it so welcome to the public access podcast the podcast here on the quantum global broadcasting network qgbn and check out other shows on the network, like When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. You can watch these shows anywhere you listen to podcasts or Rumble or YouTube, whatever you want. Some of the old ones might not be on there because I talked about some stuff that might be controversial. And YouTube took it down. So, um, but yeah, thanks to our sponsors, Brad Ben, Savage as Fuck, Stoner Eats Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, SockEmUp.org. So today, it's Monday, we're back at it. I got a couple going today. And I'm going to bring on my special guest right here, right now. And right here, right now, we have Carol May Wittick. And she's there. How are you doing, Carol? Hey, Rusty. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> good. So uh, where, where where are you in the world? Here? So I'm I'm in the UK, just okay. outside of London, yeah. All right. And so what's, are you doing all your work uh, virtually? Are you, do you have an office there? Well, the office is my home. So <laughs> do you bring people of... to your house? Uh, do you bring clients quite. to your house? Okay. They kind, they kind of come to me through, through the internet. I am trying to branch out and do things in real life, you know, remember that stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but then are you going to have a different meetup place? That's not your, your home. Because I, I, mean, I don't know, here in the States, it's it's a little tricky because um, of what people can say when on, you know, in your house, like by bringing, there's all kinds of liability uh, concerns for that. I, I don't know if that's the same in the UK or not, but. Possibly, yeah. I mean, um, I have in the past done uh, um, like retreats and workshops in different areas. So I'd, I'd, yeah, sooner do that, you know, not at my own address, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, where kind of, or what kind of places do you go for retreats? What do you like? Um, prior to uh, recent times, I've um, facilitated retreats in Bali. I've facilitated retreats in India, women's circles, and then, you know, the good old UK as well. I've done that. Oh. So when you go to Bali, what kind of, I mean, what kind of retreat do you do there? I mean, it seems like the the optimal place for any sort of retreat there. Yeah. What's what's that look like? I mean, full disclosure on that, it, I, it wasn't one that I'd set up myself. It was something that I'd asked to come in and actually be part of and kind of do like a kind of meditation and 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 group there. Um, and then also as well, when I was in Bali, I was doing like women's circles. So it was like a time for us to sit down and share and, you know, get things off our chest that like we don't always have the space and time for. So were those locals in Bali or were those people that flew into Bali to do this retreat? 
Um, when it was the retreat, they, they'd actually kind of come into Bali to do the retreat. Um, when it was the women's circles, it tended to be expats, you know, women from all over the world that were there on a longer term basis, you know, either they would take an extended holiday or they actually lived there and they just wanted to have that kind of connection. Yeah, and it's pretty cool to be able to, it's like a, it's like a destination wedding without having to bring a gift or, or you know, something like that, or have to, <laughs> it, it's, you're, you're traveling for something that's to better yourself where, you know, destination weddings are all right and whatever, but, mm. you know, you're not out there, you're there to support somebody, which may be bettering them, but it's not, you're not there to to better yourself. And do you feel that people have a different level of participation if they are having to travel somewhere as opposed to if you so if you had a group of 10 people and they were they had to travel five minutes each uh there in the uk mm -hmm. or, or if somebody had to you know buy a plane ticket book a hotel in some faraway land do you think that the level of uh really wanting to get into it it changes as opposed to someone that it doesn't seem i mean it's doesn't seem as uh let's see like yeah it doesn't seem as much of a a a special event if, if you don't have to travel do you do you think that people kind of feel like they they're able to get more into that zone that they need to if they leave as opposed to being there or do you feel like they kind of get the same sort of experience they do their place and if yeah if, if it's kind of the same in either place what what is the value of a retreat like an uh, like an international one I would say ultimately, like you, if you're really going to take advantage of the uh, the idea of a retreat, whether it's five minutes down the road or like, you know, like a couple of days away travel, ultimately, um, they're the same. You're going to get the same out of it. But if you're new to the idea, there's something about kind of taking yourself completely up and away from your environment that will mean that there's nothing to distract you really so you kind of like surrender into it a little bit more knowing that like if your phone goes off you know there's no one you've you've got an excuse of going well you know I'm not in the country <laughs> you know like right. as opposed to someone going oh you're just around the corner can you come and help me or something like that you you feel that you've like made that effort if you've made that uh investment to kind of do the plane ticket do the destination do all the traveling then you're going to be more open to that uh, that experience but over a course of time like you can get the same amount um, whether you go away or whether you stay or just go to a group that's literally down the road from you um, you know if it's been facilitated well but you know who doesn't like to travel so you can't right. take away the the I the the um the advantages of being away but at the core you can do it anywhere so what what's your policy with people and their phones do the phones have to go somewhere once you start it or are they 
do you have people that all of a sudden are in the middle of it and their phone goes off? Uh, <laughs> is that is that a thing now? I mean, is that something that has to be kind of addressed more as time goes on with more people being more attached to their their phone? Uh, is is that something you're experiencing? I try to uh, make it known that the experience will be way more beneficial if you're not glancing and kind of get, being distracted by your notifications you know like if you really get into the experience of going on a retreat then you shouldn't really want to um, I mean I attended one that was facilitated by a friend of mine in Glastonbury which is just across the country in the UK um, like a few weeks back and I actually gladly didn't, you know, I had my phone and my iPad with me, but they were up in my room and I deliberately left my laptop here. In fact, I kind of shut it off and put it in a drawer and put loads of books on top of it, you know, not just to kind of keep it away from anyone that might want to take it, but just to kind of like tuck it away. And even then when I was there that she created such a, a really kind of like deliberate space that and, and she was very clear about the boundaries of the space as well. You know, so that was laid out that, you know, if you want to get the best out of it, like, let's just try and not be on our phones. And in fact, when we go into this room, let's not take our phones at all and then after the time you just want to be really present in the idea in the space that someone's creating for you um so why do you want to do it for the gram you know so I actually realized that I took very few pictures um you know so it's like one of those things like if if you didn't take a picture and put it online were you there you know I, I was right <laughs> but, but I did a, a lot less kind of like um recording of it to kind of post online than probably I I would have done or, or people are used to because everyone likes to live stream but sometimes you just want to be live you know be there now ritually be in that moment and um, um I mean I think I think a lot's lost in the moment, even if you if you stop to take a picture. Mm. Um, I mean, if you have something running like in the background, like you're saying, like some live streaming, something sort of just there's a camera there and it's or, you know, not live streaming, but, uh, you know, recording the recording it live, what's going on mm -hmm. as opposed to stopping. Because I feel like once you stop that, everything is no longer natural and um it kind of puts you into a kind of a false sense of reality like let's you know yeah. even you know everyone group up let's let's take a picture um yeah. i don't know and yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree you're, you're totally removed from it and the minute you get your phone out then you're, you know, suddenly we're all um, directors and we're trying to frame it and get the lighting right and all of that right. kind of stuff where if you're just, you know, there with your eyes, you kind of let it be what it is. And even today I was listening to someone talk about the fact that where did this idea that we have to smile in pictures come from? You know, because like it seems to be like a, and, and I I didn't get to finish the talk because I was doing a bit of work, work, uh, work but it was just a, an interesting point that he'd brought up to say, like, when did we all start gooning in pictures? Because if we go back and look at the original pictures, I think partly because they were slow, um, slow exposure, but also you like everyone just kind of sat there, you know what I mean? And waited right. and kept their faces very stern. And yet now we're kind of like, you know, big smiles and and kind of gooning and teeth and eyes and hair. And um, it's interesting that we feel that we have to put our 
our best face on a lot of the time. Yeah, well, and most of the first pictures that were taken that were, you know, the family portraits, but it's usually one of the purse people in the picture is dead. <laughs> and um that, I there, it was, that. sorry, that was yeah, no, funny. no, that's true. It was a common thing. It was a way to get it was like the one time people are like, okay, well, we need to get a picture. But so if you look at it, there's usually one person who just doesn't look quite right. That person's like that's really a corpse. Re a corpse. And Whoa. so that was a thing. And so, I mean, it would be kind of odd people smiling at that moment, but you also had, you know, it was the five, 10 minute shutter exposure yeah. for it to take a picture, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not big in, in smiling in pictures even now. I mean, I got growing up, uh, having to take pictures was always a thing. And then it's like, you got to smile. I, I don't want to smile. I don't want to do this. I, I don't I, no, no, let's not <laughs> let's not do this anymore. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, smiling just became a thing. And so, I mean, yeah. luckily, we're not taking nearly as many pictures with uh, corpses in the, the picture. Um, but that's actually anymore. coming back, though. Haven't you seen like maybe oh. going to, well, maybe not taking pictures, but I've seen like a couple of kind of uh events where um they've actually brought the corpse into the wake situation where they like, dress them up like how they yeah. normally would be yeah 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 to kind of um yeah yeah you yeah. know usually you have a moment where you 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 say goodbye and you lay their body you know to the ground or to or you know create cremate them but no people are taking a bit further where they're like actually setting them up in the club with their favorite beer and everything like that and so maybe it's kind of coming around in some like bizarre full circle right yeah it's it's uh, an interesting thing to put out there I mean there's uh so when you have those and then a lot of times I see the uh someone is someone's in a hospital bed and they're they're just about dead but then someone's taking a picture with them and uh that's always kind of a, a difficult one for me to yeah. to look at or or the picture of them holding holding their hand uh or or something of that and I, that's they're not dead but it's it's kind of a you know again an interesting place where documentation is wanted or but then I also think I mean that takes kind of out of the experience as well there's a uh so uh let's see so Prince the musician he mm -hmm. his place where he it's like it basically how Elvis ha has his Graceland where it's like all his stuff is there there's one of those for prince in um in minnesota and they do not allow any phones in there um no cameras in there and just just kind of the difference of how everything kind of flowed and um really felt like you're able to experience what's going on because i i feel like there's just so much taken away and like with, with your retreats, I would think if people are stopping and, you know, taking pictures at that point, like they're kind of 
missing. But I mean, if there's there's like you said, if there's a camera going in the background, that's one thing. That's not that's not people stopping what they're doing and posing in front of the, the camera or whatever, whatever they might be doing. But it's yeah, just I feel it just takes so much out, even though it's just maybe it only takes a second to snap mm -hmm. out of whatever you're into. And who knows if you'll ever get back after that. And um, I don't know. I, I think it's yeah, important to be able to be in the moment. And I I hope that it's not something that's not being lost um, into the future. But I, I feel like that being present in the moment is something that is very important. And uh, yeah, so I mean, so then you have... So like when, when you go and you have your retreats in, in the UK, what's kind of a setup like? Like what kind of a, a place are you on? Are you in like a hotel, um, uh, what do they call it? Like a conference room or are you are you out in the woods? Are you at, um, you know, some, I don't know. Uh, it depends, uh, it, depends the on the, it depends on the space that, well, I wish I lived by the beach, but um, the um it depends on the space that's available or that I can get I mean one of the um last ones that I did that was solely mine was actually in a cafe like a coffee bar because it was a friend of mine's coffee bar so um she oh, okay. like allowed me to 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 use the space in the evening but the way that it was set up it was like a local coffee shop so you know local coffee shops have kind of got that living room feel about them anyway right and it was a, a space that um she you know for the most part it was a coffee shop in the morning and then she allowed like local businesses or anyone that wanted to use that space in the evening so sometimes it would even there'd be like yoga classes there or anything like that so it was a really like cute malleable space so it could become whatever you wanted it to be basically so when I did it to be honest I didn't really do that much with the environment other than just kind of have some tables and and we just had like one big table where we were talking and I, I was doing a lot of workshops because I just um worksheets because it was and, and work sounds like a heavy word but it was more about kind of diarizing our thoughts and and really getting into the moment in meditation and I was working with women like which is mainly the the group that I work with um and it was just about getting back in contact with um who they felt that they were or who they felt that they wanted to be you know we talk about being present and when you get busy all the time you kind of forget to just kind of center and be still with yourself and and remember that there's like more to you than all the things that you do and give out they're all aspects of you but you know sometimes you just want to pull back and go like who am I really what do I really want what's not working and and a lot of the time just writing them down um actually just kind of brings notice to them and then you can see where you go forward with that as well and you know it was only a few hours in the evening so there wasn't the opportunity to go like way deep like if it was a retreat over a few days then you can start to kind of build on it over the course of a couple of days but um so yeah it can be different spaces and at the moment I'm looking for um local spaces to do something similar as well and it just depends on what's available and what feels right as well you know like different spaces can just have like a, a certain feel and ambience and you know whether it's going to be a good space for people or not yeah and that's something that I really like about being able to do virtual because 
Um, I mean, no, I, when I had an office, I was renting it from um, someone that is a therapist as well. So mm -hmm. she had everything all set up. It was fairly cozy. She was pretty cool. I, I, I liked her a lot. And, but no matter how comfortable you make a space, it's never as comfortable as their home. Well, unless the, the they their place, their home or whatever is not a, a good place for them at that moment, which is the, you know, one time it kind of makes sense to have somewhere else. But I mean, for the most part, just being able to have people you know, be in their own, they got to have their own favorite chair, you know, lying in bed or, you know, out on a, out in their yard or garden or, you know, under a tree or something yeah. that's really nice to them. Um, it's kind of nice. Um, if you, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's difficult something. Cause I mean, yeah. Cause sometimes like going in for to go meet a therapist or something and you go into a new place you're already kind of <laughs> you know a little little standoffish as, as you're going into a place that's not really yours and you, you have to make sure that it's comfortable for whoever's coming in and hope that you get to that point quickly um and i don't know but yeah i mean every person's different comfort is different for every person and mm -hmm. Um, so then another question I had was, do you ever have places um, where, are there any other places you're kind of looking at wanting to go to expand, uh, to maybe do a, another retreat or to maybe have a, a different quote unquote office or space, I guess, space to hold? events or anything like that um at the moment not really I've, I've just got my eye out on like a local like event area and it can be anywhere it just needs to be the room that's right you know um right. and then other things that I'm working on are really kind of cultivating more online spaces as much as I want to try and stop staring at a computer screen all the time um it's just that I have uh, clients from all over the world so that works better for them obviously if I'm doing online things at the moment because it's easier to kind of uh, create something that works for everyone the only then thing to navigate is really time zones where everyone is um right, which so, is yeah a little interesting sometimes <laughs> it can be it can be especially if I'm trying to kind of like meet with America and Australia no it doesn't really happen right um, yeah so 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 there's that but aside from that um I'm kind of really honing in on on just the online spaces but I'm just always keen to for my for my own um for my own brain and sight to be honest as well to not be just like kind of focusing only like you know a few centimeters in front of my face for hours a day um and also just to be in the room with people and kind of you know touch the flesh and look in people's eyes and and see where everyone's at you know like you can get a lot done online of course we can get a lot done via zoom and all the other platforms that allow us to do the work that we do in the way that we can do it right now um, but there still is an extra level of something that you get by being in the same space. So, um, 
you know, there's there's pluses and minuses on, on both sides. So how much of a difference does that make to you being in person or uh, online? And do you think that in person they're going to get a better experience, different experience? Um, what What's kind of your thoughts there? I'd say different because I've recently as well done a couple of like online retreats that have been like a couple of days, like concurrently, like five hour days. And because uh, the the facilitator was so engaging after a while, you don't realize that you've been staring at the screen for like five hours in a Zoom call, you know, because you kind of get involved in what what's what's actually happening like you it's the onus is on you when you're engaged in something online to like just kind of push all the other devices that might kind of beep and whir and everything just to the background turn off anything that will you know it pop up on your screen so that you can be there and as present as possible um but then when you're in space with other people you're going to meet other people you're gonna all the things that it is about being human in a human space you're gonna feel um you know you're gonna smell things like like I said when I went to the last retreat there was a lot of like incense there we we ate together we laughed together obviously we're staying in the same house and everything so it was a real kind of secluded little world for us for a weekend that um even though I've done a weekend retreat online that you can't replicate that at all there's something really different, but that's not to say I didn't get equal amounts of um, depth of learning and understanding from each one. So it's it, it, it depends on the person. It depends what people need. Yeah. And so if, let's see. So with it being a more expensive option to go on a retreat and you uh you're encountering one of your clients or possible clients who is having trouble coming up with funding kind of what's what's kind of the route there for that do you do you tell them to wait or to save up or is it kind of like hey if you do this um you know your life will be you know obviously better um and then you know what's more important to you or how's that work um it's it's I never want to put anyone into any financial binds to have any experience with me on any level you know so maybe that's not like the business-minded ways of, of responding to that but in the long term it doesn't help anyone because you know if someone's kind of like maxed out their credit cards and like emptied out their bank account just to make it then there's always going to be this awareness that this thing is costing them so much financially. And, um, you know, we're still in the world where like financial concerns really weigh heavy on people's minds, you know. So if they've yeah. gone like kind of emptied out their bank account to just be there, then, you know, there's there's a there's a level of res responsibility that I can't like help them with. You know, I'm not going to say, like, come on my retreat and I'll help you kind of manifest millions like that's not really what I'm about. So, um, you know, like <laughs> I, I've been on those ones, but, you know, the, so it's never really about that where like spend everything and come. I'm not giving you that kind of pressure. I want you to feel that you're in a space that it's something that you're able to gift yourself and you feel good about coming and it, it feels comfortable to you. Um, you know, and, and the thing is, a lot of the time when you go to these spaces and you like find areas of yourself that you find more of yourself, you find that you're able to make more money anyway. It just kind of works that way energetically. But like by no means, like 
spend your last to get there for me don't do that <laughs> at all you know there's like so many other ways that people can engage in, in my content and what I'm doing like listen to my podcast I've got a couple there's like sign up to a, a mailing list and and just kind of like get involved in what I'm doing there and then you know do the tips and the works and things that come from that and then just kind of climb the ladder of what my available offers are and then when you're ready you know jump in at what le whatever level is comfortable for you and is not going to be a problem like that's I'm not asking you to do that at all so what is the name of your podcast so I've got two I've got two, okay. higher yeah, because like one's not enough, right? Nope, so that sure is not. I, I hear you on yeah. that one. <laughs> so the, the longest running one is called Her Conversations and Her is an acronym. So Higher Energetic Resonance Conversations. And that platform now slow, slowly is about uh, interviews. So I speak to like uh, thought leaders within the wellness, spirituality, creativity, entrepreneurship that have kind of, a, you know, that that kind of feel about them it tends to be a high percentage of women, really. So that's me just having a conversation with them about their work and how they got to their work. And, you know, we go backwards and forwards on that. And you can actually hear how, you know, there might be someone that you may not want to work with me, but you find someone that can really assist you. So it's about that. And then the other one is her inspiration. So higher energy resonance inspirations and that's more about their solo episodes and I'll just kind of like look at a specific aspect about personal growth you know things that you may encounter on your journey and it's like you're able to kind of listen to that make notes meditate on what I do there's like an adjoining mailing list that if you sign up I give you like extra bits to go along with that extra points to contemplate and journal like maybe an additional um meditation that you can kind of bring it in as well so that's you know there you could like you know easy easy to get involved with the kind of the higher energetic resonance ideal that I'm trying to bring into the world yeah so then how do they find this get on the mailing list or um be able to follow you online besides the podcast um, so just go to my website. It's probably the easiest way of doing it. So it's carolmaywittick.com, C-A-R-O-L-M-A-E-W-H-I-T-T-I-C-K.com. And then all of the ways of kind of connecting and joining with me are all there for you to see. Yeah. Excellent. I think I have those uh, that'll be in the show notes as well. So uh, yeah, Carol, thank you so much for being on here. I really enjoyed getting to talk with you and meet you and, you know, not knowing where we're going to go conversation wise and get to where we got and what we got to talk about so thank you so much for doing that amazing yeah i hope you have a great rest of your day all right take care now thank you you too yep all right that's carol may wittick um yeah, you guys check her out i got the information on there so go for it and you guys thank you for listening i forgot you guys need to call and leave messages here uh, i'll play them on the air 503-974-6420 leave a message or maybe you're like I don't like messages and you're like messages messages we don't need no stinking messages and I, I need messages so give me messages 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 give me messages uh, I need messages so thank you everyone for being here on the quantum global broadcast network QGBN like share subscribe Click the download, uh, YouTube, Rumble, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Get it. It'll come to you. There's a lot every week, and there's a lot of other shows here. And at least one of the other ones going pretty consistently. So when the gloves come off is 
twice a week, pretty much every week. This show is probably, I don't know, five times a week, maybe six or seven. Who knows? Somewhere in there, but it's a lot. So you guys get a lot of, of me. So thank you so much for listening. And that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>